I've been doing well, real good. <laughs> Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. You only got 10 seconds, guys. <laughs> Get all your laughs out of the way. <laughs> and I think we're looking at Jake's stomach. Or did he just disappear on us? I see his face. What did I do? I don't know. I just see a shorter. Well, welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole, everyone. Uh, I'm Mike Ricksecker. With us, as always, is Vanessa Hogel. And our chat shenanigator, Shauna Wonkel, is with us this evening as well. Uh, we also have Jake Medford from the Historic Riverboat Preservation Association. Oh, there he is. Good. <laughs> uh, we lost his video for a second. So, all right. Well, this is going to be a, uh, I hate to say it, it's, it's going to be a shorter Jesus Christ. What do you mean a no sound? Let's see. Zippy <laughs> Davis says we have no sound. I see all the sound hooked up. I see all the sound hooked up. Okay, I'm going to pull it up on my phone and see. Yeah. I hear everybody. I hear just everybody. that shows output just fine. So, and Tim Schoen is saying he hears us fine. So, okay. don't know what to tell you, Zippy, but thank you for the $2 super chat. Absolutely appreciate it. Woo! <laughs> Uh, Better go out. Go out and come back in, Zippy. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I was trying to say, before Zippy said we had no sound, <laughs> is that this is going to be a short show, so we're going to try to cram in as much as possible. Uh, because, basically, I forgot my power supply in Illinois, and I ordered one immediately when I got back, because I realized, you know, when I first got back on Sunday night... No power supply because I was going to try to do a few things. And so I immediately ordered a new power supply, had it one day uh, shipping, all that stuff. Arrived today, except they sent me the wrong one. So, yeah, I went out, got a little, you know, universal uh, power supply. It's only 90 watts. My big honking laptop takes 180 <laughs> watts. So it just not charging. And now that I got all this stuff running. Um, it's just, it's dropping like a rock. So, um, we need to get through as much as possible, as quickly as possible. And so, um, Jake is here to talk about the Golden Rod. Of course, that's why we have Shauna on as well, because she was a volunteer for the Golden Rod. And, you know, so many great things associated with that boat. And all the memories, all the history, you know, because of everything going on with the computer, I don't even know where to start right now. But Jake, you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, uh, what you've done for the uh, Goldenrod, maybe give people a little bit of update. Because for those that are unfamiliar, Goldenrod Showboat uh, tragically was uh, burned down in an arson fire back in October. So there's pending stuff with that. So Jake, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, I, I think... Uh, a lot of people kind of know a little bit about the showboat. You guys have talked about it quite a bit. Um, I started back in 2010 with the nonprofit, and um, a few years after that, I became more and more involved. Um, the original plan was to save the showboat and reopen it as a you know a working nonprofit in St. Louis as an educational facility, a working theater, all that. Uh, but I'm not, you know, we never got the right footing for the project. And, uh, of course, 
as everyone knows, it was uh, burnt down uh, by arson. Like Mike said last uh, October. But what else you kind of want to know kind of where we are on that? Yeah, yeah, if you could yeah. uh, <laughs> update everybody on that. Uh, and $10 super chat from Tom McNicholas. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank yeah, you, so Tom. What's, what's the update? Well, we've I've done a lot of looking into this, and we've been trying to put a name to uh, whoever was responsible. The problem with that being is having the hard evidence to say, this person actually did it. And that is what is my biggest challenge is saying, you know, here's the hard evidence. Here's, you know, recording you saying you did it, something that, you know, of that nature. Um, but Shauna knows pretty well because we talk quite often, you know, the kind of the ways we've been looking into it. We've talked to different people who are talking to, uh, landowners who were talking to the fire departments, who were talking to people who responded, people who saw firsthand all of that. Um, I am personally not liked by the fire department over there because <laughs> I asked questions. Um, there's a, anyone who asked questions was kind of shunned away. You don't, you know, why would you be stepping in that that arena? But Shauna knows my history with the showboat, and, and I don't shut up. So <laughs> we have um, an idea, a very, very solid idea that we've been told, you know, this group was responsible, but we cannot say who that group is until we actually have that hard evidence because I don't want to get us in uh, some legal battle right. over me saying, you know, this guy or whoever did it. Um, but let's just say they weren't very smart when they were trying to cover this up. Oh, now do you feel that because this is a historic, I, I mean, and I use the, the, the term historical landmark because it is, Yeah. but do you feel like because it is, it, because it was not a, a functioning, so to speak, showboat at the time that it was historical, that the people in the community saw it saw it as more of a an eyesore and let's get rid of it or was it it was an arson for a different reason what are your beliefs on that well the here here was my biggest battle with the showboat was the people in st louis there was a lot of people that cherished it as a historical national historic landmark okay a lot of people cherished it like that there was another group a smaller group in St. Louis that said, you know, just get rid of it. It's it's old. It's ran its course. We've had that feedback. I've had that since day one. Now, up where we are over in Calhoun, uh, it was quite the opposite. Everyone up there said it's junk. It should be destroyed. It should. Why is it here? Um, you know, Sean and I have recordings of people saying, you know, they didn't realize that we were filming at the time, you know, when they were having conversations in the background. <laughs> nice. But they were saying, oh, you know, we can probably burn that and, uh, and get money out of it. But the thing was, it boiled down to how much money they can get out of the situation. And I'm not going to say who or what, but it boiled down to money. 
Oh, we right. said that from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. This has been how it's been how how it's been handled in your community. I think is a fairly decent indicator of how easy people can toss aside history and how how you know of little importance it is to major population they just they don't they don't see the relevance of it and y'all you and shauna and i definitely know mike and myself completely disagree with that stance are you doing anything to try to change that mentality in your community well what we've done um especially when uh, I remember, you know, Shauna was there. We did the Channel 9 interview. And that was when um, the project was going really great. And that the same question came up then. And my answer then and now is that we are in a throwaway community. You know, we spent, I don't know how much money on the riverfront in St. Louis. Millions of dollars. For everything up to the riverfront. And past that, they did nothing. And people forget that the riverfront is what brought St. Louis its people. It brought everything there. And they're missing the biggest part of history because they would rather have new, you know, the modern look because they, that nobody cares about history like they should. Yeah, because this is, boat was yeah. right there on the riverfront for decades. And, I mean, we have... Um, and I can show some more you know, photographs of the golden rod being right there when the arch was built after the arch was built, you know, it was there for, forever. And, right. um, yeah, it just seems to be a shame that they wouldn't embrace that kind of history. Cause there, there does seem to be some areas that, you know, have that bit of nostalgia and want to embrace their history, but that just isn't happening in St. Louis, huh? No, not even close. They, they are very blunt about it. They, um, I know in the new, arch museum whatever they put underneath the arch they did put a place for the riverfront but they gave it you know a little corner but they didn't do anything big and i think one of the pictures i sent you mike was you know the goldenrod in the background after the fire and the arch being built yeah I mean, let me yeah uh, i'll bring that one up so it's not see, that and, one and that Jake, that is one thing that I find real quick while Mike's pulling up those pictures. It's one thing that I find absolutely fascinating is having spent such a great deal of time overseas and you see how history is perceived over there and how it's cherished and how every single thing is done to try to to keep it at the forefront so that people know where they came from. And yeah. it is the exact opposite in this country. Yeah, <laughs> it's unbelievable how they throw things away and Mike has the picture up and you can see and you know I can take a lot of information out of this photo um, you know if you look at the showboat there's no pilot house and that's because this is after the fire and this is when Minky is actually working on it by himself trying to get things back in order this would probably be um, right before it was bought by Frank Pearson and um and then reopen because the Becky Thatcher should be uh, either to the right or the left of this area, and that has not sank yet. And after that boat sank is when they put the uh, pilot house on the goldenrod. It's just it's astounding, Shauna. I mean, how do, how do you feel? What are your views on how this has been handled and 
are other locations that are in your general vicinity that might have historical relevance, are they in danger of the same fate? I think everything is in danger as long as there are people out there like the ones who don't care right now, you know, mm. that allowed what, you know, happened, the fate of the boat, you know, basically, you know, us as a group, you know, we, we could only do so much, you know, we didn't have the kind of money that it was going to take. And so that's why fundraisers happened. And that's why everything else happened. And it all boiled down to the people who could save it, not caring and the people who wanted to save it, just couldn't do it. So, um, you know, we did fight one hell of a fight. It was definitely a battle um, all the way down to the end. Um, I know that there's people that no longer can look me in the face after some of the things that I have said to them regarding that boat. <laughs> uh, I've lost, you know, I mean, well, you know me, you guys know me. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of places, you know, right now that are in danger for the same reasons. Um, some of them are close by, you know, me on uh, the same county. I know that Mike knows that probably of some that are also in danger and, yep. and, you know, that's why, that's why Haunted Road Media does what it does. You know, we like to feature the different places, you know, touch on their, you know, history, get there, you know, tell the story the right way, make the sure that the history is a part of it and, you know, to bring awareness, you know, it's not about trying to get on TV and be famous it's about, you know, trying to save history and, you know, maybe open some eyes in the process. Yeah. We I, have I don't... Uh, Vicki Lawrence mm -hmm. with a $20 mm -hmm. super chat. Thank you very much, Thank Vicki. You, Vicky. really do appreciate that. Thank you. Um, now, Janice Simmons had a, uh, a question in there about uh, what about a museum. And, Jake, I know that Riverboat Association does have... A number of artifacts that they've hung on to and are in storage right now and there may be some some plans i know you're going to show some off at the haunted road media paracon coming up in here uh in june so uh what are the plans well we actually have one i think i told shauna about uh a week or so ago but i'm not really wanting to expand on that one yet ah. uh because that's still <laughs> that hasn't even went to the board yet so we're okay. we're kind of we're going to hold on to that one. Um, but right now, I have a few of the pieces already done that have been uh, restored. You'll see uh, the plaque back out uh, at the conference. You're going to see the ticket window with me. Oh, nice. Uh, so uh, there's, there are a few pieces that are done and ready to go. Uh, so those will be coming with me. Uh, we actually have been going through all of the stuff that we we got from the showboat and uh, Mike and Shawnee, you guys were there. It was like stepping back in and you had all the rooms at the, you know, at the same time. And um, it's a process we've, you know, reorganized. We've, we're starting to inventory it now. Uh, we have one locker completely inventoried and um, trying to sort through it. So, um, you know, one of the guys were saying, you know, we should just send it out to different places. And that's been an idea. Uh, but the president of the nonprofit said, hold on to everything. Uh, 
until we give this one last shot. So that's what I am doing, is holding on to everything so we can give it one last shot. Now that's very commendable. And it's, I, I, I hope that people understand. I mean, everyone looks back at, you know, and, and they think that this doesn't happen, that places aren't destroyed, that historical areas aren't destroyed for, for new things. You know, they laugh at the movie Poltergeist, houses built on cemeteries. But the fact of the matter is, this stuff happens all the time. All the time. Um, I believe it's Lake. Uh, it's, it's a Table Rock Lake in Missouri, it, or it might be Taney Como, but I think it's Table Rock. That's a man-made lake. Guess what? They only took the headstones. So for decades, when it would overflow, bodies would rise up. <laughs> oh, I oh. lived out there. Yeah, you know yeah. I'm telling the truth. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they would rise up for decades. Um, nobody cares where we came from it's as if they don't want to be reminded or if it's just too much of a hassle and yeah. it's 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 so unbelievably sad and i hope that anyone watching this takes a stance in their community when they see something along these lines start to start to fall out yeah candy orton in chat says thank you to the guest referring to jake uh for what he and his team and supporters are doing so yeah it's um you know great that you're you know even after this tra tragedy you know you're still doing everything you can to try to keep the memory alive because i mean this was something that was the last of its kind and i know uh you know shauna and jake you two had some very you know emotional ties to that <coughs> boat, you know, both the you know physical structure and as well as the spirits and the ghosts and the, uh, that roamed there you know on the golden rod so um something i was kind of curious about it got brought up in the last show, and I don't know if you know, I know you can only talk about some you know some little <laughs> some little things, Jake. Um, but something came up in the last show was the uh, the designation for you know it was a national historic landmark. It lost one of the designations, um, what like a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever it was. Um, right. But those a couple other designations, you know, are those in play at all for you know some repercussions here? Um, actually, we've looked into um, everything we could with that. We looked into the National Land Park Landmarks Program, the National Historic Landmark, and neither one could do anything. Um, I remember talking to my representative at the national level for the National Park Service, and her name was Alicia, and she said, um, I can point you in the right direction, but we don't have any money to do anything. Oh, well. Uh, you know, their endangered uh, places list is just a list. That's all it is. They can't do anything about it because they have little to no funding. And this was, you know, five years ago. You know, they still said, oh, you know, we, we would love to help, but, and we always kept getting the but. You know, well, we, we, we the intention's there, but they can't do anything. And when we looked at, um, the, you know, repercussions for making, you know, the people responsible, you know, if that would have any more repercussions because of the status, same answer, prove it. And it's just a little bit more of a slap on the wrist. It, it does not amount to anything anymore. They, because the problem is no one cares. Yeah. But arson is arson. Arson is arson. It it, it is arson. Crime. 
it's still a crime, yes. Yeah. Here's and that's, a, that's what, it's yeah, horrible. Yeah, here's a uh, interesting question. I'm kind of changing the topic up a, a little bit, and maybe it's geared a little bit more towards Shauna. Uh, this is from Sean Oldsmith down there in Australia. Uh, if you had the uh, the platform, would the spirits be pissed if rebuilt? Um, I mean, rebuilding means it's a different structure, and so I understand that. Um, that it's not the same. It may, in their eyes, not be the same. But uh, the feeling behind it is still there. Well, you know, we want to, to give the try to give you know a home back. May not be the same one, but it to me, you know, it says, you know, we still want to keep you guys around if they're still okay. wherever they are. Yeah. Well, let me turn it to Jake here. So hypothetical uh mm -hmm. of course it would be something you know a, a bit down the road uh, but let's say it was rebuilt um, right and you have a number of the pieces you know in your creative mind would you use some of those would you use those pieces in the structure or would it be something completely rebuilt with maybe an on-site uh, museum with the pieces actually um when we were starting the process of taking the showboat apart. It was with intentions of rebuilding. So we have taking, taken something out of every room of the showboat that could be used to rebuild it. That way, it still has that energy. And that was very important to me because the energy inside the showboat was one that I still can't even give it justice to explain today. And you both know what I'm talking about, especially before um, the ceremony we had there. It was just unbelievable. People would walk on and, and just be taken aback because of the power inside that place. So preserving that was beyond important for me. And so we did, we did take something from every room and um, have it all drafted out to where we could reconstruct every room with pieces. Nice. Very nice. Do you have an area um, that you would like to do that in? Have you staked out an area or chosen an area that if you ever had the opportunity that you would be able to do it there? We have a couple places in particular already. <laughs> so I see that sly smile there, yeah. Jake. <laughs> he's not he's not showing his hand though. <laughs> <laughs> no. No hand showing. But you're absolutely right. I mean the Colosseum in Rome, everyone thinks that that is the original structure. When in fact it's not. Really only the area underneath is original and the rest of it over hundreds and hundreds of years has been rebuilt or replaced. But it still, because of the understructure, because of what's underneath, retains a majority of that energy and is still one of the haunt most haunted places on Earth. So it would stand to reason you would have the same situation. Right, and that's, that was the idea, was to, to take certain things. And the, the things that we took off the showboat were the things that made the goldenrod the goldenrod, okay? And I know you can't really say that because the whole structure was there, but... Um, the pieces we focused on first were the ones that were most important to me because I knew 
the background of those individual things. And that's what, um, you know, the main goal was. And we were very successful in that. Um, I don't know if anybody can answer this. This is from Tim Schoen. Um, I, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe Vanessa, you can tune in a little bit. <laughs> Are the spirits aware of efforts to try to save or make something of the remains of the boat, however successful that may be? Yes, and in fact, what they're doing... Sorry, I've got to have my eyes closed for this one. Sure. Um, they are absolutely aware of what is going on. And Jake, um, especially you, I think that you can answer this by saying that this is true, that they have done their best to lead you in the proper direction to find out who actually did this. They have played a very specific hand in, in moving you where you need to go, who you need to listen to, who you need to speak to in order to be able to solve this so that you guys can move forward with rebuilding. Well, I will say that um, a few pieces of the puzzle <laughs> came together pretty easy. And one, the final piece that gave us the, um, the name behind it was, you know, kind of thrown at me really hard. And at first I was, you know, kind of freaked out by the person. And then I got home and there's this uh, message on my voicemail at home. And I'm like, and he, the guy is like yelling at me to call him back. Well, I call him back and we're talking for a little bit and I explained the situation. And he said, oh, well, I can tell you all about that. And that's where we kind of got the last piece of information. But they, uh, a lot of the pieces of the puzzle came you know, slamming in my face. I will say that. Oh yeah, that makes me happy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone ever out. wants to know if if you're guided from beyond the grave, it is absolutely true, and it's those instances that you can't explain that happen like that that I can I can guarantee you, and I've said this in readings. That's when you know that somebody is walking with you. Somebody is right there with you, helping guide you. Not telling you what to do, just giving you a little nudge. <laughs> a little nudge in the right direction. And you have uh, Joanne Rubino down there in chat with the old Field of Dreams adage, if you build it, they will come. So, Yeah. Um, something I... <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the power because of our issues, and so it's, you know... <laughs> it's not pretty so we don't have too much longer left so um i do want everybody to know in case we just accidentally get cut off that uh jake is going to be there at the uh, hotter road media paracon june 9th middle springs hotel in alton illinois he's going to have a goldenrod showboat exhibit um and with plenty of artifacts this book here will be available this is the uh, encounters with paranormal volume 2 part of the proceeds of this book do go to help the uh, goldenrod showboat and jake from what i understand you're going to be um uh, showing the film from the the final ceremony from a couple years ago yeah i will have that uh with me and we'll have a screen set up and we can show that uh during the event all right very very awesome cool. And um, maybe kind of explain for our viewers, because I know there's like, especially for the people that haven't been following along as long, I know there's like a little bit of confusion over what happened two years ago and what happened here just, what was it, six months ago? Um, sure. Because there was, there was a point in time where you lost it and then you got it back and then you kind of lost it again. Well, I'll tell you the, uh, 
little story behind that. We are the original owners of the showboat. Um, we owned the showboat up until 2013 when it was um, lost for boring fees because the original administration of the nonprofit uh, did not, they were more history oriented rather than business, so they didn't have the funds necessary. Well, at that point, uh, Shauna and I kind of took up with uh, the owners in Campsville, and we worked side by side with them for quite some time. And, you know, we made deal after deal. We paid them gobs and gobs of money to keep the showboat around. And while I'm talking gobs of money, you wouldn't believe how much we paid out to these guys. And, well, what happened was they sent a lawyer after us saying that at the end of March, I think it was 2014, 2015, something like that, um, they are going to remove our rights and take over the showboat and they were going to take it apart piece by piece and that was the deal. And we agreed to that because we, it gave us enough time to remove everything we needed and if it was being taken apart piece by piece, the structure would be saved and we would have all the pieces instead of just some. So we agreed to that. So at the end of that, the last day of that contract, we did a what we call a celebration of life for the showboat. And during that time, we did. We had this big blowout. We had food, music. We had everything you can imagine. You know, there was a performance back on the showboat. It was a wonderful, wonderful day. And it wasn't but, you know, what was it, Sean? Like five months after the event ended, they were, you know, sole owners of the showboat. Uh all of our stuff was removed. We were no longer allowed near it, not allowed on the property. They called and said, oh, we can't do anything with it. <laughs> because at that point, the EPA had stepped in and said, hey, uh, you guys are going to tear it apart. Uh, the way they were, after the contract ended, they changed their plan from piece by piece to uh, just plowing it over. And that wasn't going to work because they had to do an abestus abatement and all that. Well, after they figured out how much that would all cost, they came back to us and said, hey, why don't you guys take this project back over, see if you can give it another try, see if you can get someone to uh, come in and have you guys take it apart, and we agreed to it. And at that point in time, I'm going to emphasize this, <laughs> at that point in time, they signed over the Goldenrod Showboat to the Historic Riverboat Preservation Association. Shauna has held the document free and clear with no strings attached. The nonprofit owns the showboat. Okay. All of a sudden, you know, we are back in power. We are back on the showboat. We're doing everything. And, um, and then... What was it? We had a. Well, I went. I was in Chicago, and then I come back, and the next morning it was on fire. I was, and it was all over. Yeah. So, in other words, they destroyed your property. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Now you know they're not going to, um, because some lady on on Facebook brought that up. 
and uh, it was quite interesting that the response I gave was, so you're saying that um, the nonprofit is the owner because we've kind of taken the back seat on this. You know, if they want to go in and, and break all these rules and, and go out and try that. You know, who am I to let them, you know, tie their own wrist? If they want to, you know, do that, let them do it. Uh, because all they're doing is, yeah, I've always said karma sorts itself out. And right now that's working pretty well. Well, by law, since they destroyed your property, there has to be a police investigation. That's by correct. law. That's correct. However, when everyone plays in the same sandbox in the same county, nothing was ever reported. When everyone plays in the same sandbox in the same county, they all get covered in the same cat shit. (laughs) And that's what happened. And that's what is continuing to happen. Because right now, um, they tried to tear apart the rest of it. And um, I got a number as to how much the rest of the hole is worth in, in scrap. And the number I was, you know, thrown back. And then I heard here um, by one of the caretakers is that the EPA stepped in and stopped them from touching it because they got in a little bit of trouble. Ah. So what we are doing is letting them take the fall because they are the ones that initiated that. And so we're letting this all sort itself out until the time we can step back in and say, hey, now, what did you guys do here? You know, uh, because we still have the document signed and stamped, you know, with the everything on it. It's a legal document saying that they, they signed it over. So uh, we're kind of pl- playing this one out and seeing where it goes. This brings to mind an unbelievably famous quote by Napoleon Bonaparte. Never interrupt your enemy while they're making a mistake. Yeah. let them them cut their own throats words Um, to live by Sean Oldsmith asks changing the topic up a little bit again uh, is there activity around the artifacts oh (laughs) (laughs) any paranormal activity around the artifacts haven't done an an actual investigation although I would like to um but when you open up that storage unit and walk inside, it's like, I mean, it just buzzes. I mean, you can just feel the, the aura, the energy that you're stepping into. Um, I, I don't see why it wouldn't be, you know? Yeah. Well, like Jake said, there were very specific reasons he took what he specifically took. So I'm guessing guessing that you took the things that you knew would hold the most energy. That's right. Okay. Now, you've been in the storage units a, a bit, Jake. Anything going on in there? When we're in there, um, I can't say that I've had anything personally happen at the sheds. Um, now, there is a, quite a bit of it that stays here some of the documentation some of the more um powerful artifacts from the showboat are locked in a little safer spot 
And uh, around that area is quite, well, it's a lot more interesting. We'll say that. Um, there's a lot of stuff that happens around that those pieces. Um, but the shed, I know Fred said one day that uh, some stuff was moving. You know, we still have the musical chairs. They still play nice. We still have it. So that that's that fun still happens. Cool. Very cool. Um Candy Orton is wondering, can the case be moved for review to another county? We looked into that it can be moved to state. However, the problem being is that the state fire marshal was never contacted by the local fire department and the local fire department's investigation was two days later and after a good soaking rain mm. so we are kind of stuck with their professional at night i will add at night fire investigation after a good rain professional you 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 heard the emphasis on that didn't you yeah <laughs> yeah i mean in case any of them are watching, and I have no idea if any of them are, but half of them can't even spell their own name, let alone <laughs> words. So well, didn't you have uh, some issue with somebody who couldn't spell the word stealth? How do you, how do you spell the word stealth? I, oh, man. Mike, I tell you what. I was trying to keep a straight face during that because Shauna and Rita are in the showboat yelling, <laughs> hooked on phonics. I mean, they're screaming it. And I'm trying to hold a straight face talking to the guy. Oh, it was great. Like, sound this one out. Sound it out. <laughs> Say, it's stay off. Stay off. So, so this, I mean, it sounds uh, pretty much it, it's local small town politics that are doing what usual small town local politics do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and this was um, and this was not a small town, you know, object. This was a national historic landmark. Right. That was the big thing. It was in a place that it should have never been. And the people around there and and no offense to, you know, the people that were on our side there, but a lot of it they had very very small-minded people that only could see dollars they couldn't see history. You know, that was a problem. A uh, $10 super chat from Tom McNicholas. Thank you very much, Tom. Re really Thank appreciate you. it. He says, for the goldenrod. That's awesome. Thank you. So, but is is there anything that could still be done at a national level at this point? Or is it, or are they just not interested? We have, um, you know, we've looked into every avenue as to what we can do with what we have um the and what we have is the evidence we have the photos um because the day i showed up to the showboat was my goal was to take as many photos as i could and i did and all i did was lay those out there and said i'm not gonna put a caption on this but you look at the evidence for yourself and go from there um but Really, you know, we've talked about it. If we keep chasing that, we're never going to make progress on what we want, what we need to make progress on. And what we need to make progress on is saving the history that we do have and that energy that I focused on. And that's the number one now. 
I'm not going to say if we if we can find a way to uh, make sure the guys that did this get their payback, we are definitely going to take that time to do it if we can find the avenue to do it right. Um, but that's not my main focus right now. You know, I'm still interested on in getting evidence to prove it, so we can do something. But right now, our focus is um, an upcoming session to figure out what to do next now, the objects that you were able to keep that you have in storage those are at an undisclosed location correct yes okay so nobody can know where those are and possibly tamper or interfere with that correct correct yeah those are all scattered about really okay good just checking because damn <laughs> and you know. Jen with a $20 super chat says with love. Thank you very much, Jen. Absolutely appreciate that. Thank so. you. Yeah. I told you we got lovely people. We do. We Y'all really, really love do. You. We love our Mad Hat or something fierce. Yeah. And, and, I can't wait to see y'all. <laughs> and I am trying to keep this alive, folks. You probably see me kind of moving my head, looking around. I, I'm milking it for as much as we can. We're down to 11% battery. Boy. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what's happening is the uh, the little ninety watt power supply just starts overheating and doesn't want to work anymore. So then it just drains the battery, and you know I'll let it cool down for a minute and then pop it back in. It'll keep it level for a little bit until it you know overheats again. So <sighs> all right. So. Now, I was going to ask real quick, uh, Jake. Do you have any type of fundraisers or anything? Um, that you're going to be doing to progress maybe getting some type of, of museum or rebuilding or anything? Do you have anything like that going on in the future? Is that part of what you're going to be doing at Paracon? What's going on? Paracon, what I'll be doing is informational. Um, I don't believe in, you know, openly asking for donations when I don't have a set plan in place. And I'm, sure. I, I'm you know, I don't want to ask people for something that they don't know where their money's going. So until the point that we have that solid plan, it's the board members that have been supporting the storage of the artifacts and, of course, the donations coming from Honorable Media help immensely with that, too. Um, and that's where that money is going is, you know, the artifacts keeping them in storage. Uh, so it's the board members. Yep. Board, member, board members, Honorable Media, the only ones supporting the project right now with uh holding those things but um after that after the plan is in place then we will open up the fundraising again um and we had some amazing fundraisers in the past and i mean really really great so i'm excited to get back into that once we can get to that point maybe once that happens we can have like a little reunion come up there uh sell books or hell i'll cook for y'all i don't care we'll have a bacon <laughs> you know um you know come meet the haunted road media family and eat our cookies i whatever you know if y'all need any help you just holler i can drive nine hours let's do it that sounds like a plan yeah so um <laughs> how we doing mike we're doing all right <laughs> we're doing okay so i do want to um we have 15 minutes left. I don't know if we can make it.